This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on eradication of TB by 2025 from India. The participants are Dr. Anant Mohan from All India Institute of Medical Sciences and Aditi Tandon, journalist. The government has made a commitment to eradicate tuberculosis by 2025 and which is at least 5 years ahead of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal of 2030. It's a mighty challenge Dr. Anand Kumar because we know that India as a country actually contains the maximum burden of tuberculosis case load also as well as deaths also. The latest WHO report on tuberculosis burden worldwide had said that one in every four tuberculosis deaths are happening in india so what is your own assessment as an expert of the pulmonary sector where do you see the main challenge for india to eradicate tuberculosis the challenge is huge but at the same time the government has given another challenge to the health sector and to the public and everybody to try and eradicate this disease by a particular time frame which is much advanced to what the global target has been set so it is difficult no doubt but then that is how one has to take up a challenge and try to get the things done and again the problems will be at many levels see one is at the disease level one will be at the provision level so one is to recognize the disease early that would be a challenge for that you need very good diagnostics good diagnostics means diagnostics which are not just affordable to all they are accessible to all they should be available freely they should be relatively reliable and sensitive to pick up the disease also early and then they should give the result also early so that is the diagnostic part then the other part would be the treatment part in the treatment we have challenges that for a long time we really did not have many new drugs available we were doing with the same regimen which was a good regimen and that was being done now in the last couple of years we have got one or two new medicines which are now available and they are being tried out in the field and they have got very promising results but that is not enough we may need more good effective drugs in the future as well because the mycobacterium needs to be killed at the earliest unfortunately the duration of treatment of tb is pretty long 6 months for the drug sensitive and up to 2 years for the drug resistant now even 6 months is difficult to handle for patients so there are severe efforts to try and shorten the duration of the treatment also so that in a shorter period of time we can cure the disease and patients obviously will be more compliant so why the multi drug resistance has come because in such a long period of time patients tend to drop out or they do not take the treatment properly that leads to drug resistance if we have a shorter regimen this compliance will improve dr anand you just said that the challenges are at two levels <coughs> diagnostics and treatment and on that front the government is working very hard now i just want to understand from you that if we look at global data it tells us that uh, out of about 10.4 million worldwide new cases that were detected according to the last who report on the global burden about 16% were in india that is a huge case load naturally because our population is very high but one major challenge that all experts keep confronting is the fact that much of this detection and treatment part lies in the private sector the disease as we know was made notifiable in 2012 but treatment gaps remain because notification is low how do you think can that be tackled because majority patients go to private sector and compliance is low in fact this engagement of the private sector has been also a major focus of this entire program and now a lot of effort in that also has gone actually to engage the private sector into the mainstream of the tuberculosis treatment 
that include diagnostics and treatment so i don't have a ready made answer to this problem it's a big problem but the only thing is to keep on regularly be in touch with them right to the grassroots level see it is not enough to engage to the private sector only at the cosmopolitan and the big corporate hospitals that of course is important but it is more at the grassroots level at the primary health center level where the people are going first time they should be the ones to pick up early and if required do the test early so the information has to be disseminated to that level that probably a large part of the focus will have to go so they are the private doctors over there i think they need to be involved they are being involved but i think that has to be continued and reinforced there was one debate that within the health ministry also a while ago that can there be incentives for private sector doctors to actually notify and report tuberculosis within their systems i mean why would a private doctor for instance report tb what is his incentive for it the problem is that 70% of the cases we are missing annually the figure that has been told is about 1 million annually we are missing tb cases and this is a huge challenge polio was eradicated because there was active case finding now i think tb also is being tackled through active case finding but do you think there is a possibility of incentivizing private doctors how do you actually encourage them to notify actually encouraging for notification is definitely a must i really will not be able to comment upon this part because this involves a lot of financial liabilities so i think this has this is a kind of a idea which has to be taken up at the policy makers i think they will have to take a call on what is the best way to get them into the mainstream and to get them involved whether as far as i remember all these things are discussed at various levels of meetings but what are the decisions taken i think that the policy makers will have to take a call on that coming to the diagnostics part uh, dr anand because that's the key the earlier you detect the faster the treatment and we get on from there now recently we had heard that the health ministry had signed a very interesting memorandum of understanding with the department of post to actually use the postman for uh, delivery and collection of samples because it was thought that the sample delivery is taking very long to the centers how long does it take for sample collection and then the transport and ultimately the result to come in what are our current diagnostic levels the primary focus of this whole tuberculosis program still remains the pulmonary tuberculosis the main specimen will be the sputum now sputum collection ideally if it is done say at a village level at a primary health center level so ideally if we have a facility there well and good it should be done at the same day otherwise probably within a couple of hours ideally it should be transported to the next level where the facility for doing the smear examination is available so the transport time should be as minimal as possible that is for sure i cannot pinpoint within this much time but as less as possible preferably within the same day or if not maximum by the next day as soon as possible and this is for the smear and for culture facilities of course one doesn't have the culture facilities everywhere the same sputum if can be cultured there fine otherwise it one part of the sputum will have to be transported to the relevant center where the culture facilities also available now in the current uh, tb program the cartridge based nucleic acid amplification test the cbnat or the gene expert as they are popularly called they are gaining prominence as the initial diagnostic test so the government is actually spending a huge amount of money to procure these and they have provided them to thousands of centers all over the country in an attempt to hasten this whole diagnostic process so i think that should also take shape in the next couple of years 
because within two or three hours the sample can be processed and the initial diagnosis can be made. So these are I think some steps which may help but yes as soon as possible. The WHO had long persuaded India to get into a daily regimen you know there was this intermittent DOTS therapy that we were yes. practicing now I think we yes, have daily. made that transition yes. can you explain how is that helping us? Basically all these policies and rules are made according to the evidence available at that point of time and also looking at the fact that our situation see ours is such a vast country there is such a difference of education levels socio-economic strata so compliance is always a big problem so that is why probably the thinking in the 1990s was when this whole program DOTS was started that we have to try and give maximum possible benefit using the minimum possible dosing and the minimum possible discomfort to the patient and he should be given the therapy in front of him. So these were the few criteria and it worked decently well over a couple of years also. Maybe it is not to a level where we have been able to bring down significantly the level of TB. So now based on whatever evidence more has been generated, so this daily therapy appears to score over intermittent therapy. So that is why now one is saying that you give daily therapy even at the DOTS program level. Of course, as far as possible, most of that should be supervised. That is the one key issue to ensure compliance. But in daily therapy, doctor, it's also easier to comply, right? Because people tend to forget intermittent therapy every second day. The compliance has to be, again, that is why the all the primary health centers and the DOTS providers are going right to the periphery. If there is a provision, if the patient doesn't come, then we go to the patient. So that is why there are field workers, that is why there are those the dot centers located in the center of urban slums, right in the middle of everywhere, so that they can go as close to the patient as possible. So these are some of the steps which are part of this whole program. After the government engaged actor Amitabh Bachchan as the brand ambassador for the program, a lot of awareness has been generated. But Dr. Mohan, can you tell the listeners of this program as to what are the signs of tuberculosis? What is it that they should watch out for? Because there is a myth even today among a lot of people as though it is a poor man's disease and a rural area disease. But that's not the case. Absolutely, that is not the case. So one should not go with that notion. Of course, yes, overcrowding, poor sanitation, poverty, illiteracy, these are factors which, which have been found to be associated with higher incidence of TB, no doubt. But that doesn't mean that the other people are not involved. So even the upper class, the upper strata, even you know all education levels can be affected. So that is not there. Yes, the early signs again, again, it depends upon the organ involved. Now, TB, unfortunately, is a notorious disease which can affect any part of the body, each and every part. So, if we talk only of pulmonary, then the classical signs will be cough, brings out phlegm. Sometimes, there may be a bit of blood in this phlegm. He may have breathing difficulty, he may have fever, he may have night sweats, he may have loss of appetite, loss of weight. All these things are there which may happen. These are the classical symptoms. But problem is that now we are seeing much more of extra pulmonary tuberculosis also. So awareness may not be so much for that. In that, in, in fact, there may be no sign symptoms at all for a long time. So the challenge is to pick up those cases now. Pulmonary tuberculosis sometimes can be very, very easy to pick up if there are these symptoms. And everywhere there are these advertisements that cough for more than two weeks, get yourself tested. So these are good catch lines for people. But the extra pulmonary tuberculosis is the one which also needs attention. The symptom of that will depend upon the organ involved. It may be abdomen, it may be the brain, it may be the eyes. For the eyes, you may have no symptom. It may be the skin. So depending upon the organ, the kidney, the liver, so no organ is exempt from tuberculosis as so such. So is universal screening an option with TB? Universal screening unfortunately is a problem because here by screening you mean probably by doing the Montu test. 
Now, Montu test, if you do in India, almost half of the population will be positive because we are all exposed to the mycobacterium tuberculosis. So, we cannot label them tuberculosis at all. They may be harboring the particular infection, but their immune system may have taken care of that, so they don't manifest disease. So, screening program, unfortunately, as of now, doesn't seem to be reality in the near future because we don't have a good screening tool. That is a problem. What are the more affected organs when you speak of extra pulmonary TB? What are the trends? Abdomen is a major kind of a place where tuberculosis may get affiliated and that is the intestines. Brain, that is very commonly seen apart from the lungs. It is the lymph nodes, the lymph glands anywhere in the body, they may get affected. Bones, they are highly likely to get affected by tuberculosis. And unfortunately, some of them are though, in fact, even the covering around the heart. And some of them are life-threatening, most of them are not. But disease affecting the brain and the heart sometimes can be more dangerous and need to be treated much more longer and with care. So, Dr. Mohan, is sputum the testing ingredient in all kinds of TB or are there different samples to be taken? Sputum is for the pulmonary. For all the others, it depends upon the organ involved. For example, if it is in the lymph node, then we have to take a needle sample from the lymph node. If it is, the another very common would be the pleura, that is the covering around the lungs. So, there is a fluid which can accumulate there, pleural effusion. So, we put in a needle, tap that, take out that fluid, send it for testing. If it is in the intestine, then we do some tests to look at the intestine and take something from sample from there. So, depending upon the organ, we take the sample from that organ. Dr. Mohan, one concern that is coming out is a burden that is of the multi-drug resistant and extreme drug resistant tuberculosis. Where does India stand on that? It's a pretty major problem. Fortunately, the incidence of MDR has not really increased over the last couple of years, but it has not decreased either. So, it remains a big problem because the number of patients are so large. Even 1% means a large number of patients and that has to be tackled. The treatment is very long. Lot of drugs have to be given. They are toxic. They are painful injections. So, again, a lot of stress in research and trials are being conducted to try and decrease the duration of this treatment and adding some new efficacious drugs. That is why you have drugs like betaquilin and delaminin now coming up which are now being used with promising results to try and increase efficacy, decrease the duration of this treatment. But yes, it remains an important public health problem. Hopefully, we will be able to bring it down as well. It has been said globally that if India addresses its TB burden, then the world can also perhaps say goodbye to this very debilitating disease. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. You were listening to a discussion on eradication of TB by 2025 from India. The participants were Dr. Anant Mohan from All India Institute of Medical Sciences and Aditi Tandon, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.